0: Andy Griffin Show, the number one talk show in St. George, starring
1: Andy Griffin. Uh, good morning to you. That's me. I'm Andy. Thanks for tuning in today to the Andy Griffin Show. It's Mayor Thursday. Mayor John Pike is right over there. I can see him. He's got a cool orange tie. Hi, John.
0: My switch point tie. That's very good. Well, you're going to tell us we'll about that. We'll talk about it
1: later. Time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we have Kevin Fry in studio as well. Kevin is here. Hi, Kevin. Hey, how you doing? Am I allowed in here? Yes, absolutely. Well, just you know, stay six feet away from everyone. Okay. Just be okay. careful. Sounds good. Uh, Kevin, uh, you guys had a big event uh, yeah. in honor of Joe Bocut. you want to tell us a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, Joe Bocut obviously is someone who served in our local community a lot. He was on the city council and so on. And uh, he served in Rotary and he served in the Lions Club and he served all the time raising money for people. And of course, last year he passed away and we had a memorial tournament for him at Sunbrook. It was September 8th on his birthday. And uh, we did, uh, our goal was to raise over $25,000, which we did, and uh, we really want to thank everybody who participated in that particular tournament. It was a blast, and we raised a lot of money, and then that money's going to go to some
1: local charities. Very cool. Now, did you play, Kevin?
2: I did. I was the best player,
0: of course. He was. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, his team won. I'm Z- sure. Z- two Z- and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two hole in ones. Yeah. Wow. Two hole in ones on the I same mean, hole. I only do that yeah. once in a while if I'm lucky at you know the miniature golf course. That's right. That's right. To get it get it through the clown's mouth and then past the windmill. <laughs> yeah. John,
1: did you play in that one?
2: I
0: I didn't play this year, but yeah. I was there. Yeah. I I was there just trying to help. On the uh, million dollar shootout, we yes. had that million dollar shootout, yes.
2: and you were there making sure we didn't cheat.
0: Yes. Yeah. And there were no cheating. <laughs> shots and stuff but but it was fun to because that was that was a tough one it was a little windy that day yeah but everyone did a great job Uh, yeah they it was a beautiful day other than that we just had some wind it was
2: really high winds yeah i think you know maybe joe was looking
0: i think so i have no idea he was was probably mad that we were using his name but we're like (laughs) so what we're using your name dude (laughs)
1: yeah uh, I don't think he'd be mad because this was a guy that served his whole life. He
0: oh, did. Amazing he, guy. he just never liked us to make a fuss. That's true. But in this case, it was for a good cause. It
1: really was. It
2: Tell really us
0: was. about those charities, Kevin.
2: The, yeah, so we have uh, Switchpoint is one of them, of course. Uh, Root for Kids, Neighborhood Connection, and Habitat for Humanity. I'll we'll get a check tomorrow uh, for $6,250 each, and that will be at uh, Guild Mortgage tomorrow, 1224 South River Road. Uh, I think it's suite A-102. So we're going to do that check presentation tomorrow at uh, 10 a.m. The public's invited. If you want a little uh, photo op or something like that, please come down and join us when um, we do that check presentation. So we're excited that we had an opportunity to do that. And also, all those charities, they had volunteers there at the event, so we really thank them for that as well.
1: A lot, a lot of service, a lot of effort went into that, and even some fun with the golf
0: and, oh, and everything. Oh, so.
2: yeah. Next year, you can come, Andy.
0: I'm I'm terrible at golf I'm well, absolutely terrible me too everybody knows that <laughs> come on
1: now so John and I would be in the, the we contest could. to see who the worst player we is we
0: could we could do that
1: <laughs> I maybe, might help you win say, maybe <laughs> my, my I'm a worm burner I <laughs> usually hit it and it doesn't go anywhere it goes straight yeah. on the head in the, in the dirt So we yeah. like, just
2: he, need to find a sponsor for the worst team yeah, yeah. There
1: they
0: it, go. yeah. we could do that yeah. or maybe I should just be the sponsor of the worst team <laughs> yeah. Yeah. instead of best you ball it would be worst ball worst ball yeah that would be, a, be good. I, I can occasionally do okay with my irons but I cannot drive to save me I just can't yeah. I'm sure yeah. Kevin could teach me but <laughs> I, I don't know I've don't been know I've that. been unteachable in the past
1: <laughs> I I'm pretty good with the short game too the yeah. chipping and the putting but uh, yeah the no, long I can't chip. stuff is,
0: Oh you can't chip I, I can't chip I,
2: It's a fun game once in a while Yeah
0: I you know the problem is it, it, unless and I'm sure there are some people that are naturals at it. I am not one of those. No. There are just too many variables for me. I just, it's probably a lot in my head, but you got to be, I think, a pure athlete to have it come easy to you. True. Otherwise it's just, it's a tough game and you got to play it a lot to get good at it. Yeah. I don't like everything else. Yeah. You have to, yeah. you have to. So, yep. here's, here's so
1: we're yeah. wor- in my opinion about golf, you can go out there for four hours and hit crappy shot after crappy shot. <clears throat> And then 17th hole or something, you hit one really nice shot, and you think to yourself, <laughs> I could be back. good at this. That's what I'm, brings you yeah, back. I, I yeah. could really be good at this if mm-hmm. I hit all my shots like that. And, yeah. of course, you, you don't
0: next time either. That's so. right. Well, you know, I, I always start out kind of rough. But then I get worse as it goes.
2: <laughs> well, you have an yeah. opportunity next year because we're going to do it again on his birthday. I think it was uh, sounds good. Was it a Tuesday this year? I think it'll yeah. be a Wednesday next year. So September eighth. And if you want to, just contact Guild Mortgage. Just look them up if you want to be where, a sponsor. Or that's where contribute. Joe worked, huh? Yep, yep, yeah. He helped out over there. So and
1: and, and if it's a shotgun start, I could I could hold a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. We could have a shotgun salute of some
0: kind. That would yeah. be
1: great. All right, Kevin, thanks for coming in. Again, tomorrow, the
2: check presentation, what time and where again? It'll be tomorrow at Guild Mortgage. That's 1224 South River Road, 10 a.m. Okay. So um, just come, come by if you can. Uh, all the public's invited. I'm not sure if they're going to have, you know, beverages and things like that, little treats for Maybe you. They usually sure. do it, Something yeah. like that, yeah. But it'll be fun, so come on down.
1: Tell,
0: tell Steve Stout he has to buy everybody drinks. Okay, yeah, he will. Okay, very good. <laughs> Kevin, thank thanks you. for all you thanks, did Kevin. for that tournament. It was very well run. Thank Lots you Lots so of people much. there. It was a great event. It'll
2: be even better next year, we promise. Right,
1: thank very you. Good. Thanks. thanks for coming in. 914 on KDXU. Mayor Thursday here as Mayor John Pike is in the house and in the studio. And uh, we promised to talk about that tie for a second, Mayor. First of all, he's yeah. got this, thank you, Kevin. He's got this incredible bright orange tie. I love the tie. Uh, I would wear that tie. It has a little logo at the bottom. Tell us about it, John.
0: Yeah, it's it's my Switchpoint tie um, that I was given by uh, Carol Hollowell, who is the executive director of Switchpoint. And um, the reason I'm wearing it today, it's it's why I uh, whenever there's a big day for Switchpoint, I wear this tie. And so today it's, it's kind of a, a big day. Uh, Switchpoint has essentially its own 501c3 its own nonprofit that is the fundraising arm which is very important for them because uh, they obviously don't bring in money directly you know for the their resource center which is a homeless shelter and so much more so they they have a fundraising you know, uh, foundation called friends of switchpoint today they are going to do the grand opening ribbon cutting for their project called Riverwalk. And it is a, uh, you know, we were talking about housing earlier, but this is a little bit in the different realm. It's an affordable housing project. It's, I'm trying to remember, it's 50 or 60 units. Wow. They're they're apartments. They're right over there uh, near the Smith's Marketplace, um, a Dinosaur Crossing. Just They're off Mall Drive and and Dinosaur Crossing uh, Drive right along the river. And it, this is a project that, that Carol and her board chair, David Dangerfield, and then their whole board um, really championed. The city was a major partner in it in mm-hmm. a couple of ways. One is we had some some uh, property there that, frankly, we weren't really sure that how we would use. And uh, it wasn't really... Um, something we thought and, and it wasn't you know it was something we could have sold but we decided to donate it to the friends of Switchpoint. and so they used that property to build their project on we also donated um, some cash uh, some um, some funding that that was able to help them and we pledged kind of like um, oh kind of like uh, Uh, co-signing on a loan, we pledged some additional cash about, I think a total of about a million dollars, maybe a million and a half total Mm -hmm. with the cash that we gave and then cash that we pledged to help them be able to do this and borrow the the additional money that they needed to, to build this. This is a cool project in that it's mostly uh, what's called a sliding scale, you know, rent um, project, Uh, meaning... For those people, they, they, they pay based on their ability to pay. And then there are some, not very many, but I want to say there's about, um, maybe, maybe 10 of those units are at market, meaning they got, they've got to have some that are paying full market rates to help kind of subsidize the ones that are below market. Okay. And that's kind of how you do those. And so this is a a fairly new thing for us here. It's certainly new for Switchpoint. Point. But this will help our community greatly. We, we still need, you know, hundreds more, frankly, in the affordable housing uh, market. And so this is a good start. And we don't just need them here. We need them in surrounding cities. But I really, I just want to applaud uh, Carol Hollowell uh, and her team because this takes a a huge team effort for getting this done. This is a big deal. It's been years in the making, and uh, that's at 11 o'clock today. They're doing this grand opening. So I'm going to head over there uh, in, you know, not too long uh, to help them celebrate. Also, just for fun, uh, last week, because of Carol's success in Switchpoint, she's done so much, and she was recently recognized as what they call the Social Entrepreneur of the Year. Uh, for the utah region this was a an international thing an award that they give out uh we made today carol hollowell day oh we did this last thursday at city council meeting uh gave her a proclamation and called this her day because we knew this was a big day for her as they as they officially open this new project so anyway kudos to carol to david dangerfield uh, to Jimmy Hughes, who's uh, who's on their board. Sherlane Quayle is on their board from the city. And then countless others. Uh, uh, Wayne Hepworth, um, trying to think some of the others that are on that board. Um, oh, from the hospital, there's a, a, a great woman. I'm just not thinking. Mary, Her- Mary Helen Strickland. There's some great people. I'm missing some that are on that board that do a great job to help those in our community. Uh, make a change, make a switch. That's why they call it switch Switch point. point.
1: Yeah. You know, I I, uh, was talking with someone about, about this project that you were talking about and they're like, well, why do we need this? I, I mean, you know, we don't have homeless in St. George. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I just had a conversation yesterday with your police chief and, you know, uh, domestic violence awareness month. And, and, you know, why? We don't have domestic violence in St. George. Yeah, we do. These are realities of life. There is domestic violence. There is
0: homelessness here in this town. There is. And people going hungry. Yep. And so they do a great job of dealing with both of those things. And as I said, it's not just about, as Carol says, providing three hots and a cot. It's not just three meals uh, and and a cot or a bed at night. They're trying to help people make changes in their lives. And with about 20 other agencies or nonprofits, they work together to do that. And it's a model, frankly, that others in the state uh, are looking at and trying to replicate. Uh, they, They really don't have this running as well as we do in other parts of the state. Ogden comes the closest. Salt Lake's not there yet. And so, and you know, we got some good advice. We listened to it. Carol was one of those that helped us. Uh, We originally employed her at the city and then uh, set her free (laughs) to to really, because it, it just makes more sense to do this as a nonprofit. And so she and her team, like I say, I can't emphasize this is a, and she would be the first to say, it's not just a one person thing, but she is incredibly focused. She works her tail off and so does everyone that works with her. So, great job carol Hollowell. friends of switchpoint switchpoint they also have other entities that they they work with or or have started they have a thrift shop that helps not only put people to work uh in the they're at the center living there trying to get on their feet right. but it also helps fund their operation and they do the same thing uh, with a uh they're they're starting they're just starting a childcare 24/7 uh, childcare uh, center that there will be in the heart of town here. Again, it will help people who work different shifts to be able to have daycare round the clock, but it also will help fund their operation. And so they, they do this with several different businesses. They've even done a doggy uh, grooming and daycare business. And I'm not sure if they're still doing that one, but I, I just, I love her again. It's an interesting uh, combination of words, social entrepreneurialism. It's pretty cool that's carol hollowell
1: it's a big word yep uh uh, not to change focus but i did want to ask you one of the and it kind of ties in with what you're talking about is is the fact that the the growth in in st george has gone uh if i mean we've been talking about it for a year and a half now in this show but uh, but even more so now the growth is is crazy there's the like you said the nimbyism not in my backyard kind of feeling that, that some people have but The truth of the matter is people own private property and people who uh, come and purchase or already own private property, they're going to eventually move here. And when they move here, they're going to bring their... uh their religion, maybe their or non-religion, their uh, beliefs, whether they're liberal or conservative, and, and uh, they're going to bring their own ideas about things. So that's one of the things as a mayor that you now are trying to get to mesh into what is old St. George and the, the old Dixie spirit. It's got to be a daunting task for you. Yeah,
0: it is. It is for for all of us involved um, um, in, in different ways in the community, but because, you know, what we want to do, of course, and I'm sure most people would agree with this when you think about it, we certainly um, want to take the best of people, right? Yeah. When they move oh, here, yeah. we gosh, we want to take them in and we hope they'll they'll accept us. And we don't want to try to change each other too much. We want to take the best of each other. But we do, uh, you know, try to ask people to also be uh, considerate and, and patient, I guess, with each other, including those that are are here and have, you know, gotten used to the way uh this area is. There's a reason why people move here. Uh and so we it's don't It's a want, great place. Yeah, yeah, it's a great place. So we 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 do want to make improvements where they are needed, but we don't necessarily want to, you know, change a good thing either. So there is a yeah. balance to be had there and we deal with this all the time as you know, whether it's uh, you know, bars and restaurants or uh, I shouldn't really say bars, but serving alcohol in restaurants or uh, actually bars uh, that are licensed. We had one recently mm-hmm. um, that cause questions. And and so you say, wait a minute, are we caving, you know, to quote the new people or the tourists right. too much? That is a balance that the city council and the mayor really strive to deal with and try to respect different viewpoints. And yet we also want to, as much as we can, keep what we have, as we look at your picture window here, yeah, Andy, beautiful. we want to keep what we have. And we know it's impossible to keep it totally the same. Just look at Bluff Street, right? Uh, it's, it's not the sleepy little town. And, no. and Diagonal Street that adjoins here just up the road a little bit was, for many years, a dirt road. Uh, uh, Jeremy mentioned it earlier. We haven't had dirt roads for a long time. But I do remember a lot of dirt roads out in the Washington Fields area. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Little Valley wasn't anything, you know, yeah, 10 fields. years ago. They were fields. fields. Yeah. And so I do remember that. And a lot of where I live in Bloomington was that way, too. So, so you know, uh, we, we do have some, um, some pros and some cons uh, about growth. We just try to assimilate as best we can without, uh, you know, losing, I hope, much of the good. And, um, and, and again, we just assume not take the bad. There are, uh, so
1: yeah. There, there are two vocal groups when it comes to growth. There is, of course, the old school group here that says, "Hey, we don't want these people here, and we certainly don't want their attitudes here, and we don't want uh, a bar, uh, and we don't want you know, we don't we don't want a homeless shelter because that means that more homeless people are going to come. I don't know how that logic works, but uh, and then you have the other group that the new people that say, "Hey, I you know I want to move here, but I want you you guys don't do this and this and this and this, and let's fix those things. I want a new bar, and you know, and and, and things like that. Do you? With those two hardline groups, I know you you try to fall in the middle and and join these groups together. But d- do you find yourself having to address
0: these groups more and more often now as we continue to really grow? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's more of it. It's kind of heightened, and um, uh, and so you know that's that's why we we need to be I don't know we need to be careful. We try and we talk about this, don't we? We try to be respectful. We try to be inclusive, um, but at the same time uh, you know, it, we, we don't have to change everything. And, uh, if, if we change the fabric of, of who we are, then are we going to have the same quality of life that we've had for many, many years? Right. And I would say, uh, no, it's possible that could be at risk. So we want to be careful as it relates to, you know, just how, how big we grow, how dense we, we grow. In other words, you know, how, how much multifamily housing we have. We're under pressure to have more and we do, but, you know, we, we, our idea is to try to plan it as well as we can and spread that around so that we don't have pockets, uh, of, of such high dense population that we have crime and other problems. And, and, you know, we already have a few areas, you know, we're, we're pretty good here, but we have a few areas that we still need some a little more focus on to help improve uh, them some more. And, um, and so we want to make sure we, we do that and that we don't make it even harder to, to keep that great quality of life that we've had for so many years and, and, and you know, give it up for the sake of growth. Right. And, and right. I will say we, we get, and I understand we get accused of being in developers' pockets or of, you know, somehow feathering our pockets um, due to growth. That's just not the case. Uh, we are growing because, as Jeremy, Jeremy and Jesse said earlier, because that's just—it's a desirable place to be, and yeah. supply and demand, and people love the attractiveness of this market. And so, frankly, we're doing the best we can, and I think developers would tell you that they get a little frustrated with us because we're trying to to kind of keep the bar. Fairly high. Yeah. Um, we want them to be able to, as a property rights state, we want to make sure that they can develop their property fairly. But we're we're looking to have it better the community and and not be a liability. And so it's it's um, it, it, it's believe it or not that is something that is at the heart of of our uh, vision and our goals is to say let's find that balance. Um, you hear the term smart growth a lot. Well, it that's you know. Other than controlling the number of business license and controlling density, that's about all we can do. We've chosen at this point not to set a cap on the number of, uh, not business licenses, but uh, building permits. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, We haven't done that, but we do definitely consider very carefully density, where it goes, what type of zoning goes where. And we spend a lot of time between the city council and the planning commission and staff. Uh, focusing on those things.
1: When, uh, when we've got a weather break coming up, when we come back, we'll take your phone calls at 673-5890. So be patient if you're on hold. Just real quick, uh, John, my story is very similar to a lot of people's stories. I, I moved to St. George in 1994. Uh, my idea was to work the job that I had been offered here uh, for a couple of years and then move on up the ladder, go, go elsewhere, probably a bigger city. As you know, I was a sports writer. I was looking to get the kid to the pinnacle of my profession. Uh, and something happened, you know, I got here and I found out that this is a really awesome place. Uh, more specifically, I started having kids and more kids and ended up with five and, and I found out that this was where I wanted to raise my kids. So, yep. I, so my question to you is, is this still a great place to raise kids?
0: I definitely believe that it is, mm-hmm. you know, I really do. And I, I, I'm not just saying it because I'm the mayor of this great city. I'm saying it because I, I, I've raised my children here. I have the same story you do, essentially. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I would stay here uh, for 25-plus right. now plus years. Yeah. Uh, I thought, you know, it's a, it's a great place to be for a while, but my family loved it so much, and we loved being here. The schools are still great, and um, uh, the, the opportunities are much better, much heightened from what they were in 1994, 1995, when mm-hmm. you and I came here. Uh, I, I really feel good about our trajectory, and and we just have to keep watching it. We obviously have to be uh, very cog, uh, cognizant of our water usage, for example, and our water supply, and and um, but I think it's a great place to be. We're going to continue to focus on public safety because what good are all these great, Parks and trails and, you know, this great place if we're not safe. Yeah. So I appreciate that you have St. George Police Department on regularly, and, and they're awesome. Uh, and, yes. they, and they rely on us. They rely on citizens to, they'll say, if you see something, say something. And so we can all help keep our community great.
1: All right, we're going to take a break, a uh, weather break. When we come back, we'll have more with Mayor Pike. We're going to talk about November and facial hair. A little bit. Uh, uh, Chief Whitehead was on the other day, and uh, and he said uh, you and him might be uh, issuing a challenge. He invited me to join in, so I might have uh, to do that. Yeah, might be might be No <laughs> Shave November for a good cause. That's right, for that's a great, right. great great charitable cause. When uh, we will take your phone calls as well. I also want to talk a little bit about the two words, Mayor, that are on your agenda for City Council impact fees. Oh yes, we'll talk about those and more when we come back. That's the sound of AG approved. That's a program we've developed here at KDXU in which I go and inspect your property your or your business, your service, maybe the food that you produce, your product. And if I find it to be of superior quality, then we give it the AG approved stamp of approval. Robert J. Bryan Associates is a company that you can trust. They are AG approved because they genuinely care about their clients and our community. Uh, Robert J. DeBrian is Utah's original personal injury law firm. They have been here in St. George for two decades now with local attorney Jared Casper, check him out online at com. Robert J. DeBryan Associates is AG approved. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for being here today. It's, six, uh, it's 935. I, it's not 635. It's a little bit later than that. Were you up at 635, John? Well,
0: I was, but I know that. you were up and probably working.
1: I've been here for, I've been <laughs> up for two hours at that point. Yes. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Again, thanks for coming on the show. It's Mayor Thursday. John Pike is with me today. Uh, I promise we'd take some phone calls. We're also going to talk about impact fees in a minute. Let's start right now with the phone lines. Caller, thanks for being patient. How are you today?
3: Doing great. And Mayor, I'm glad we're not on the video phones. I have to wear sunglasses probably to fight off the glare of that orange tie that you're wearing. <laughs> it is.
0: It is very bright. <laughs> and, and, it, uh, and it clashes with the pink microphone cover. It kind
3: of does. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, well, the main reason I called is uh, I would like to know, um, obviously, COVID-19, uh, we're having an issue here. The governor has put us on high alert, and our hospitals are talking about possible rationing. And i just like to know briefly what it means for Washington County. And, and I know public places, uh, they they recommend uh, wearing uh, mask and I don't know if they consider a supermarket, public places, but I really want to give kudos to Harmons. They're right there at the front door, and if you don't have a mask, they pass one out. And I'm very, very disappointed in a supermarket down in Dinosaur Crossing. They have the sign, but I go down there the other day, and there's people walking around, young children, mothers, uh, people in all age groups, not wearing their mask. And I asked one of the employees, well, why aren't they wearing masks? And he said, well, we don't have enough people to stand there at the front door. But... I just think we should, you know, definitely support places that are, uh, you know, more concerned about their customers and enforcing, um, not enforcing, but you know, just uh, trying to do their best to help the safety of their customers. So, but I was just wondering, what does this mean for Washington County?
0: Well, it's a good question and good points you raise. It's, um, it's a concern right now, and you know, this isn't a. a A big surprise, frankly, Dr. Blodgett, uh, who's our public health department director for the five county region down here, has has said we should expect um, a a surge in cases uh, in the fall, which is and he in fact, he said, even when this started, he thought this would act a lot like a seasonal flu. Well, it has, with the exception of we had a spike in the summer. And so, uh, Doctor Blodgett's a really good guy. He's a smart guy. He's an epidemiologist. He's a physician. Uh, one of the few health department directors that is actually. Yeah. And and while I don't always agree with him, um, he's he's much more of an expert than I am for sure. I've got a finance degree. You know what do, what do I know? <laughs> but 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 All I right. do know how to count. And so, what does have me concerned is um, is the hospital uh, uh, the, how busy they are. They are, they are closer to full, um, on the average day than they would like to be, especially at this time of year, because it typically gets worse as flu season goes along. And then as you kind of indicated by your, your question and comment, um, they want to keep what we call elective procedures going. Well, a lot of those elective in quotes procedures aren't really, it's not like they're cosmetic. You know, these are right. procedures that are non-emergent. Yeah,
1: that, that elective word is kind of deceiving. <laughs> it is. It? it is.
0: And so, you know, we didn't have any elected procedures, and procedures aren't just surgeries, by the by the way. There's some other tests and so forth. Uh, we didn't have any of those for for some months, and you know, as as you've heard, there are some people who uh, we believe had further, if you will. Uh, I don't know if complications is the right word, but a detrimental effect by sure. delaying things. So so your point and, and mine, I would echo that, is we need to do the very best we can to keep people out of the hospital. Well, how do you do that? It's, it's a numbers game. You've got to keep people from getting the virus. And how do right. you do that? You take the precautions. So I think we really do need to double our efforts, which I mentioned in a recent Facebook post. And say, you know, again, the same things we've all heard, and of course we're tired of it. We've been dealing with this for seven months. Of course we're tired of it. But we really do need to, even more now than in the hot, you know, summer months, redouble our efforts to wash our hands, to keep our hands away from our faces as much as we can to distance. And it's not really socially distance. I like the physical distance combination of words more than socially distance. Um, but we do need to have at least six feet of separation wherever possible. It's it, Again, it's it's annoying, but we need to do that. And where we can't, we should be wearing masks. Masks aren't perfect, but they help. And if you have two people together wearing a mask, they're twice as effective, whatever that level of effectiveness is. And it's not zero, by the way. (laughs) You know, there's some critics that say it's just not helpful. It is helpful. It's been proven to be helpful. Um, It's not perfect by any means. But I I listen to even, again, our epidemiologist, our our health department director, Dr. Blodgett, who who has not been as, he's not like Dr. Fauci. Uh, He's not quite, I'm going to call it that level of, of extremeness, I guess I'm going to say, and, and I'm not criticizing Dr. Fauci either, by the way, I think there are experts in all fields who have differing opinions. So what I try to do is gather them all and say, okay, what's, what's reasonable. And, uh, and I think what's reasonable and what is smart is to do everything we can. And without being, um, you know, without being hypercritical of those who choose to do otherwise. And so I, cause what I don't want to have is a community that, um, that's at odds, that's at, you know. Up in arms, if you will, with each other uh, we 've seen some of that shaming on both sides i don 't think yeah. we need to do that, and so what I do, i think like you do, caller, is you know i I go to the stores and the places where they that give me confidence that they're taking things seriously. so I go to Harmon's you know i i go i 've even noticed Walmart stepped it up, and they have people at the front. Uh, our office at City Hall, we require masks. Uh, we changed our sign the, the, a couple weeks ago to say we welcome masks. We changed it to we, re- we require them, and we have them available for people that don't have them because we want to inspire confidence that this is a safe place to be. So I, I look at it that way. Is it perfect? Uh No. Uh, but we've got to help the hospital out, and it's, that's real. That's real. That affects many of us. We want to be able to keep them open, and frankly, it's not just about space. It's their their people, their caregivers. Uh, we, yeah. we can't have they, them. They actually have space, but not enough uh, people. people to yeah. help out. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. I, I have a meeting every Tuesday with all the mayors and the uh, county commissioners, Dr. Blodgett from the health department, Dr. Ferguson from the ICU—he's the medical director—and um, uh, Dr. President Williams from the university, Larry Bergeson from the school district, uh, workforce services represented there, and uh, and uh, county public safety and others. I'm sure I'm leaving some out. And we coordinate and we talk about the issues and the numbers of the week. Um, we're really trying hard to keep on top of it, and I hope everyone will, again, be kind to each other, but let's do the best we can to redouble our efforts. It will really help us get through this. And again, I know not everyone agrees, but I, I hope that as a vaccine becomes available, that that will help us in our getting to herd immunity uh, and again, I don't know how that'll be. I don't know if this will be a, an annual vaccine like the flu shots or what, but at least this year, I'm hoping we'll have a vaccine available by the end of the year and into next year and we can get past this. And let's keep our economy and our schools open.
1: All right. Uh, phone lines are lit up. Let's keep it going here. Caller, you're on. And by the way, please be brief and uh, and ask your question and uh, we'll keep moving. Uh, Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you?
4: Yeah, hey, doing well. Thank you uh, both for having this show. It gives us a chance to, you know, discuss some uh, issues. But um, I have a question: is uh, how it relate as, how things relate to the rental uh, dwelling licenses? Okay. You know, currently, right right now, uh, we have one government entity that says we can't evict someone for not paying rent. Okay. Right. And then we still have uh, in this case, St. George City, who enforces their ordinances, which is fine. But the one I'm curious about is, like, uh, yeah, where they come out and inspect the unit and could possibly put a landlord in a situation where, hey, I'm not collecting rent, and now I've got a lot of money to put into, you know, uh, bring up to, uh, you know, repairs, bring up to uh, speed the uh, uh, enforcement, whatever it is. It's kind of like, gosh, as a landlord, we're getting stuck by both sides. Yeah. And then that also brings up the issue that we want affordable housing, but there's no one standing for a landlord to uh, provide the housing. So, anyway, just if you don't mind commenting on that, I'm just curious.
0: Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. I'm not sure how much I can really offer um, without having some, some more discussion with you on it. But I'd be happy to do that uh, because I do think there's, you know, I mean, building codes, for example, they change, but we can't just inflict them on a uh, on a landlord, for example, uh, unless they're making significant changes to their building uh, that would then require us and you to to. Uh, conform to the updated building codes. So I'm not really sure um, of the specific nature of what you're talking about, but what I would love to do is, you know, get our appropriate people together with you and me. I'd be happy to sit down and and go through what the specific concerns are. We're always happy to do that. Um, Our people uh, are, you know, trying to do what we're required to do, but we want to make sure we're fair as well. So um, please email me at j o n dot p I K E at S G City dot org. That's J O N dot P I K E at S G City dot org. I'd be happy to set something up. Just is all you have to do is give a little bit of that detail you just provided and I'll be happy to get the right people in the room with us.
1: Definitely a rock and a hard place for a landlord yes. now. If you yep. you know the government says well you can't foreclose or kick somebody out right. because of the COVID nineteen and at the same time, you got a, a payment to make on your property, right? And you, you may have repairs that you need to make. That's a, that's a tough. Deal. It would
0: be tough, and so yeah. we we want to be uh, be fair. And if there's something we're not doing right, hey, we'll we'll own up to that too. So,
1: all right, let's go back to the phone lines. Caller, you're on with Andy with Mayor Pike. How are you? Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for calling. Good.
4: Yeah, Mayor. Uh, just a little bit ago, you called. So ago, you're talking about about the pandemic and you know the scientists and those people you know the problem is is that this has become political our healths become political and now it's being used against certain people and once that happens the people are lose all faith not just in science but in politics
0: sure yeah, you know, I don't I don't disagree really, with you.
3: Really, you know, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I don't disagree with you. I think it has become very political, and that's very unfortunate. I uh, wish it weren't the case. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about what will happen after November 3rd, Election Day. Um, I, I'm just telling you that at least from what I can tell in our community and with what's happening on the ground, November 3rd, there will be no difference from November 3rd to November 4th. And so I hope that what we'll do from here on out is take the politics out of it and just say, let's deal with the issues. And, and we have learned a lot. There's some things that we've learned that don't help us much. Uh, You know, some of the closures probably didn't need to happen, but we didn't know it at the time um, and other places were doing it. And so therefore we thought, Oh, well, we better do that too. Um, But thankfully in in our in our state even though it's certainly been political here too we haven't had the measure the level of close closures that we've had in some of our surrounding states and we're seeing some of the r- fruits of that now both good and bad good we're seeing our economy rebound much faster unemployment much lower than in other states our economy is going and growing again Um, but the the bad side is we're now, we're also seeing cases going up and I'm not as worried about cases except as they translate to into hospital visits and stays and, um, um, events and yeah. deaths eventually. So so that's what we want to do is still do the best we can, especially to protect uh, those that are in the high-risk areas. And, frankly, sometimes we don't know who those people are. So that's why we have to paint a little bit of a broader brush. I don't think as broad a brush as we were doing initially. So, But I agree with you. We don't want this to be political. Let's keep the politics yeah, out but of it.
4: You know, Mayor, Mayor it, it, and if the Democrats win... It's going to be just one more tool for them to use down the road. And they've already said they're going to use it.
0: Yeah, you're right. And and so that'll be interesting to see, you know, how that plays out for them next week. So I... Well, thanks, for, thanks for taking the call. You bet. Thank, yeah, you. thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Mayor, i got to get a commercial break in. When okay. we come back, we'll take some more phone calls. I really did want to talk about impact fees and just a minute on the uh, No Save November and the charity okay. involved there. Too. So, uh, all right, everybody stay with us. We're with Mayor Pike. It's uh, Mayor Thursday. Uh, thanks to Joe Shoney. He is a local loan consultant. 25 years. That's two and a half decades of experience taking care of folks here in southern Utah. Uh, incredible reviews online. Averages uh, 4.91 out of five stars now. 457 reviews. As you can imagine, most of those are five. You don't get 4.91 without averaging or without getting a whole bunch of five stars. Uh, His name is Joe Shoney. He's a loan consultant. He can help you with a refi, uh, a reverse mortgage, maybe a home equity line. Maybe you just need a home loan or FHA, something like that. Joe is your man. 435-590-6300. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the program. Mayor Thursday here on the Andy Griffin Show. Mayor John Pike with me today. Good to have him. Uh, It is, uh, what is today? The 29th day of October. So actually, you're going to be back next week as well, right, John?
0: yep i will i'll be back looking forward
1: to that now let's talk a little bit about first of all the, the shave thing yeah um there, there's a cool little program for charity uh some of the community leaders are going to do it they're going to not shave in november they're going to buy it's like a pink patch right or, or something like that pink uh, sticker, whatever uh i know dixie state is part of it uh, your police chief and your police department here at st george police and we're trying to talk you into uh, not shave. you and kyle whitehead the chief into not shaving in the month of november uh, Kyle wasn't 100% uh, all in on this one because uh, he said he has never in his life grown a beard. <laughs> Hasn't he really? Never. Yeah, I yeah. didn't
0: know that. Well, um I I think it's a great idea and uh, my wife is uh, she's already texted cuz she listens to your show. Uh-huh. And so <laughs> she said I like it. So yeah. so hopefully I can do that. I I do have I was thinking about my November. <laughs> I do have one thing, one day where I'm going, "Hmm, Luckily, it's fairly early in November. I'm, I'm not sure I can not shave that day, but... You, you're
1: meeting the prophet or something?
0: Uh, yes, kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, Elder Holland <laughs> oh,
1: okay. uh, from
0: the LDS Church. Maybe we'll,
1: you can text, text yeah. Holland and say, hey, uh, how about we both, about we both shave do it that day yeah. and, and we'll be good. be interesting
0: to see how that goes. Huh? But, but anyway, yes, there's, uh, you know, there's an event sometime in November uh, with her groundbreaking for the new Red Cliffs Utah Temple. Oh. And uh, I think I'm going to be there, and I don't know details yet. But anyway, so. Um, but, you, but you
1: look so distinguished with the beard. I know, I know. You, so we'll see. Look really good I'm, with I'm the trying
0: beard. to figure out how I will do that, but maybe we can figure that out. So I, I would love to do it, and my wife is supportive. She says, "In my next life, I will have a beard if there's." justice she loves beards so yeah. which is kind of y- unusual it uh, is you it know is. a lot of women so, don't so. so
1: my personal deal is my wife i have a mustache for one reason my wife loves it that's the see? only reason i have a mustache yeah. she hates this little beard this little she, thing i've got uh, going i'm going to shave them both off on october 31st and i'm just going to let it all grow in in november for for this uh, charitable cause and uh we'll, we'll see what happens but uh yeah
0: i'd love to do it and and my plan will be to do it even if i have to be interrupted a little or we'll see maybe we can figure it out
1: get a tape measure out though if you shave midway you're gonna lose i know i will lose but
0: (laughs) but that's okay i probably wouldn't win anyway but i can grow a decent beard you know i grew one last year year, for for a few well two months i think it was sharp i liked it yeah so but it's a lot of gray now or white even you know so
1: that's, that's my problem with my yeah. facial hair is it makes me look about uh, 10 years older. I actually yep. had a guy, I know waiters hate it when you do this, but I had a, in a restaurant I had a waiter, I said, guess my age. And uh, he's like, Uh oh, here we go. And, and there's not really a right answer. Because yeah. if you guess too young, then, you know, you're just, you're just kind of a uh, you know, placating the person. If you guess too old, then they feel terrible, which he did for me. Yeah. He guessed about four or five years older than me. Uh, and uh, so I would, and, and it kind of hurt my ego a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what would happen to me. <laughs> About four minutes left. I want to talk about impact fees. Yeah. I know it's on your agenda. You guys are talking about possibly raising impact fees. Yes. Uh, maybe explain what impact fees exactly are.
0: What they are is when, um, when a developer builds a new, um, a new building, mm-hmm. home, uh, other buildings, there are um, they, we have to be able to establish how that will impact, hence the name, our community. Right. So whether it's roads, fire stations, parks, other, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, infrastructure, um, we police, we can assign, and it has to be there, there is by state law has to be very, I guess you'd say justifiable. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to assign a value to that and say, here is what that new incremental growth uh, means and what it will cost the city of St. George. So, Periodically, about every five years, we do an impact fee study. Okay. It costs us a little bit of money to do it. We have consultants come in and help our financial people do it. All of our department heads have to help and project what we think, based on what we think the growth is going to be, what are the projects we're going to have to do if these things happen, if this growth happens in this part of town, in this part of town. So it's a, it's a very um, detailed uh, extensive, uh, project, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so that's where right now we're at the culmination of that study and it's being presented to us as the elected officials tonight. And we will go through that. And I can tell you that typically with our market, because we are growing the way we are, it typically not always, but it typically means those fees are going to go up a bit with as jeremy larkin mentioned earlier today with the increased costs of lumber for example right. and some other materials concrete uh as as i understand it I, I i'm pretty sure most of these impact fees will be uh be at least presented to us as needing to increase if we're going to keep services at the level that they are today and, so that's what it's all about
1: and the developer you know they're going to pay that fee up front before they sell the home Correct. Uh, but once they sell the home, that impact fee is going to pretty much be passed on to, That's to the buyer. Correct.
0: That's correct. I mean, it's like anything else, right? When you buy it, uh, you're paying the cost, all those overhead costs that whatever, you mm-hmm. know, whoever you're buying it from. It's the same thing with a a home, for example, or a bu- another building is that gets passed along because they've got to make a little bit of money so that cost is getting passed along to the sure. ultimate buyer and and the whole idea is that you have new growth pay for itself right and and honestly it 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 doesn't entirely because when you think about it how about when the road needs to be uh, redone or, yeah. you know, at least, um, maintained because there's more cars yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. So how, how does it or so
1: hiring a new police officer?
0: Exactly. Or, yeah. It, it really, it, it covers it initially, but then on the, on an ongoing basis, you have to hope that you can get enough from, um, all the other taxes that we all hate, you know, whether it's fuel taxes, whether it's, tax on uh, sales tax on other items. You have to hope you get enough property tax that you can do all those services and maintain the things that you installed public infrastructure on an ongoing basis. You get that in rates and other taxes. So it, it, you know, it's, it's a concern because we want our, our, um, our housing and other building uh, costs to not be exorbitant. But as Jeremy just said, it's a problem here. You know, it's a problem, uh, it's a desirable place to be, that usually translates, and you, you know, you're, you, you have some business background, uh, supply and demand, if right. you have something that's highly sought after, the price goes up. Oh, oh, oh. So yeah. land, materials, it, you know, all the, the, the costs of development are higher here than they are some other places. Not higher than every other place by any means, but it's higher than, than and, and especially as it relates to our average wage. That's another reason we're trying to help uh, encourage economic development and diversity in our economy to help have higher wages to be able to pay for the higher uh, costs to live here. We're out of time, Mayor. Thank you for coming on Thanks today. for having me.
1: Impact. He's learned a lot today. Appreciate it.